Welcome to the Tipping Point Show. I'm Jimmy Evans. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. Before I get into the teaching today, let me tell you a couple of things. And the first is uh, we have a Spanish version of the Tipping Point Show. It's called Punto de Quiebra, and it is Luis Roman, a dear friend of ours who's a pastor. And he does that for us uh, now every week, just like I do this show. And so if you're Spanish speaking, you know someone who's Spanish speaking and they want to see that, here on endtimes.com, if they subscribe, they can get the entire portion. Part of it is also on YouTube, the way that this show is also. And so if that's something that interests you, also the, the full conference that we had back in September is now posted on endtimes.com. I want you to become a subscriber if you're not one already. $7 a month and $77 a year, you can watch the entire Tipping Point show, all the videos and articles that we have that come out all week long. Plus, you get the entire conference that we did all day long at Fellowship Church back in September. So if that's something that interests you, just go on endtimes.com for that. This message today is called Day of Delusion. And I want to talk about the reality of the end times apostasy, the falling away from truth that we're witnessing today. And what we're witnessing in America and all around the world today is what Bible prophecy told us would happen just before the return of Jesus. And even though that's exciting on the one hand to think that Jesus could return soon, and he will, it's extremely troubling to see the things that are happening in the world right now. And I want to talk in this teaching about the delusion of our world today and what we as believers can do about it. It's not just something we can stand back and watch any longer. It has now become a direct threat to the well-being of every believer and our families. All the stuff that's happening, people are losing their jobs. I had a pastor tell me recently about a man in his church who works for a very large aircraft manufacturing firm that sells most of what they sell to the federal government. And his boss came to him and said, I need you, I need you to give me your pronouns. And this, this was a godly man, you know, uh, went to church all the time, great family. And he said to his boss, I'm not going to do that. I don't believe in that stuff. And the, his boss told him, we, we cannot get any government contracts until they have all of our pronouns. And if you won't give your pronouns, you're going to lose your job. And so people are losing their jobs in the medical industry, education industry, all, of, all over America. People are losing their jobs. And children are now coming home that are getting all this indoctrination in school. These children are coming home and telling their parents, help me transition or I'm going to kill myself. And they have this choice now between potentially losing their child or helping them transition. So this is something that, and this is, this is coming from the federal government. This is coming from the White House. The Biden administration is withholding lunch money from public schools that will not be gender inclusive. And so the pressure, the financial pressure, the pressure, this is societal pressure, social media, all these kinds of things, they're trying to pressure people into doing what they don't want to do. Uh, to keep their jobs or to be socially acceptable or something like that. This is a very severe time to live in. And this is what the Apostle Paul said about these times in 2 Timothy chapter 3. This is beginning with verse 1. Understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come difficult days that will be hard to bear. For people will be lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused, lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane, and they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, devoid of self-control, intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited, lovers of sensual pleasure, 
rather than lovers of God, holding to a form of outward godliness or religion, although they have denied its power for their conduct nullifies their claims of faith, avoid such people and keep far away from them. That's the amplified version. That's an exact description of the world that we're living in today. We have never seen a world before that literally the Antichrist could appear today and people would accept him. The, the Antichrist is the lawless one. That means he has rejected the truth. He's against the Bible. That's the world that we're living in today. If you love God and if you love the word of God and you're a moral good person, you're, under, you're being persecuted in this world that we're living in today. We're, we're the outcast. But if you're totally ungodly, immoral, unloving, vicious, brutal, this is your world. And so this is an exact description of what the world that we're living in today and what Paul says all he says about the, the different kinds of you know, uh, immorality and just extreme behavior of the world in the end times, the last thing he says is stay away from those kinds of people. And what that means is close friendships, social media, seeking their approval. Those kind of people are not the kind of people that we should hang around with all the time or seek their approval. And the reason is they're dangerous. It's dangerous. First of all, if your children uh, are around those kinds of people, they can lead your child or you away from God. First Corinthians 15 says, uh, 1533 says, don't be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. You can raise a wonderful child and put them around bad people and those bad people will corrupt them. And so you have to, one of the jobs that we have as parents is we are the gatekeeper of our child's life. No one has the, the right to play with my child or to be around my child. And I've got to make sure that my child and I have good fellowship. They're around good people. You're going to become like the people that you're around. Your friends are your future. So Paul says, stay away from those people. The other thing that they'll do is they bully and intimidate you. The, the, the Bible says they're haters of good. That's one of the descriptors that the apostle Paul gave about people in the end times is they hate good. Uh, I did a, a, a preached a message one time. And before I got up to preach the message, uh, someone came to me and told me that there was a boy band in the audience, a very, very famous boy band. Now, at that point, they identified as, as Christians. Today, they're, they're not Christians. I mean, they're, they're, these are not good people. But back then, they, they were wearing promise rings uh, that promised God and their family uh, that they would uh, say uh, celibate, that they would stay pure, and they would be virgins when they got married. Well... When the press heard, because they're very famous, when the press heard that they had made this, uh, had these promise rings and made this promise to God and their parents, they viciously attacked them. Now, those boys that I'm talking about, that boy band, they don't walk with God any longer. Now, they may identify as Christians, but remember what the Apostle Paul just says, they have a form of godliness, but they deny its power. By their behavior, they're denying their claims of faith. And so today, these, the, these young boys, they curse, their, their music has horrible cursing in it and all kinds of things like that. But this is the slander. It says they're malicious gossips, brutal, and they're traitors. These are bad people. And the only thing they want is you to totally conform to what they do and what they believe. And if you don't, they're vicious. That's the world that we're living in today. So that's the spirit of what's happening in every community in America. School districts exposing young children to pornography and perversion and when their parents protest, they're called domestic terrorists by our Justice Department. Woke corporations such as Disney, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Netflix, Star Starbucks, Target, Twitter, and many others are using their platforms to promote perversion 
and punish anyone who disagrees with them. Social media companies who are hostile to Christianity and label biblical truth as misinformation and hate speech and regard hate speech against Christians as truth protected by free speech. And the list goes on and on and it's creating a very dangerous world for believers who are trying to live for God and raise their children according to their values. And so I hear from believers everywhere I go at the stress, the pressure that is being put on them by their boss at work or by their friends or by whoever it is, their family members, trying to pressure them into doing the wrong thing. And so here's the real problem though. When you get to what's happening, underlying what's happening in the world today, this is what the apostle Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 2. Now he's talking about apostasy. He's talking about what's going to happen when Jesus comes and the, the spirit in the world uh, in the end times when Jesus comes. This is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The coming of the lawless one, that's the Antichrist. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception, that's what we're seeing today, all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie, that they may all be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So there are two words here I want to explain to you. One is deception and the other is delusion. It says when the Antichrist comes, it's going to be Satan is going to be working overtime in the world. That's what we see today. The evil that is in the world today is truly unbelievable. And it says that Satan is going to come with all unrighteous deception. But then it says God, because they rejected the truth, God is going to give them over to delusion. Okay, Deception is from the devil. Delusion comes from God. Romans chapter 1, talking about ungodly people, it says that God gave them over to a depraved mind. And so delusion happens when a person so rejects the truth over and over that finally God takes truth away from them. He literally takes away from them the ability to process truth, and it says, then they will believe the lie. God will give them over to strong delusion, then they'll believe the lie. And here's the most terrifying thing about this judgment from God. You're an open target for the devil, and there's nothing you can do about it. You literally believe you're enlightened. You literally believe that you're walking in truth, and you're walking in an absolute lie. And so when a person, when, when God withholds the truth from people, they become like the people who are in the world right now. I'm going to show you three clips um, that, and these are disturbing. Uh, three clips of things that are happening right now. I'm talking about delusion. Remember this. And this first trip, uh, this first clip I'm going to show you is from a debate. Uh, ben Shapiro. This is Ben Shapiro, and they're debating about trans. Can you can you change your sex? Watch this uh, clip right here. How do you say that some people don't have privilege when you basically just said that trans people aren't valid? They're not a thing. They're just girls pretending to be boys or boys pretending to be girls. Mm. Okay. Like, okay. Oh, so I was excited. Okay. <laughs> no, gender is not disconnected from sex. So. It's not completely disconnected, but it's still a cultural thing. It's still from society. Okay. No, it is not in the mind. Okay, you're not a man if you think you're a man. And I didn't say pretending, or if I did, I shouldn't have said pretending. Let me amend. Okay, I said a boy who thinks he's a girl. That's the usual phraseology I use. Not playing. I usually say a boy who thinks he's a girl or a girl who thinks he's a boy, which is technically what we're talking about here. As far as the actual psychological issues at play, it used to be called gender dysphoria or gender identity disorder, now they call it gender dysphoria. The idea that, that sex or gender are malleable is not true. 
okay? And I'm not denying your humanity if you are a transgender person. I am saying that you are not the sex to which you claim to be. You're still a human being, and you're a human being with an issue that I'm, you know, I wish you Godspeed in, in dealing with in whatever way you see fit. But if you are going to dictate to me that I'm supposed to pretend, I'm supposed to pretend that men are women and women are men, no. My answer is no. I'm not going to, I'm not going to modify basic biology because it threatens your subjective sense of what you are. Let me ask you this. How, okay, I won't ask you how old. I will ask you how old you are, okay? Because you're young enough that it's probably not insulting to ask you. So, I'm 22, so I'm probably young and naive, right? No. Why aren't you 60? Why aren't you 60? And why, why can't you identify as 60? Why, what, what is the problem with you identifying as 60? You're right. Age is significantly less important than gender. You can't magically change your gender. You can't magically change your sex. You can't magically change your age. You can still legally change it. People recognize You can't legally change your age, by the way. Obviously. You can change your name. You can change your sex. You can change your identity. Just because you can do things legally doesn't mean that they are correct biologically. You could do lots of things in the past that were incorrect biologically and correct legally. For a long period of time in the United States, sterilization of the mentally ill took place. That didn't make it okay. Skinner versus Oklahoma. Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes wrote the decision. It's not a matter of open-minded and accepting. I want them to get treatment that they see fit, but that's not involving me. The, the idea behind the, the transgender movement as a civil rights movement is the idea that all of their problems would just go away if I would pretend that they were the sex to which they claim, uh, to which they claim membership. That's nonsense. So that girl that Ben was talking to when he said, can you change your age? Um, and she acted like, well, what are you talking about? Well, if you can change your sex, it's fixed. Our, our sexuality is fixed. You can't change your sex. I'm saying this to all of you who are watching. You can't change your sex. It's, it's all cosmetics. It's all pretense. And right now we have uh, people who are going through this sex change and it's irreversible and then they regret it. And they realize, they wake up and they realize that, you know, nothing changed. They're still as miserable as they were before. And that's why the suicide rate is so high among people who've had sex change surgeries. And so when Ben Shapiro mentioned to her that, you, can you just change your age? And she acted shocked. I promise you, it won't change with this trans thing. People will identify as all different kinds of things. And that leads me now to the next clip. And this is now Matt Walsh talking to a trans person who believes they're a wolf. Watch this. So now we are seeing kids that are identifying as animals going to school, and they are purring instead of answering questions, and they meow, and the teachers are not allowed to question it because it's considered a queer identity. So you have kids that are going to school, and they're saying, I'm a cat, mm -hmm. and the teachers have to affirm them as a cat. Yes. So, so it's the not schools just are like the literal, literal zoos now, basically. They are. I am a 27-year-old transgender woman. Um, I am a wolf therian and a member of the furry fandom. When and how did you discover this inner wolfness? Um, probably around age 10 or 11. I was watching an anime about wolves and see the wolf running across the screen and I'm somehow just intrinsically like, oh, that's me. Have you spent any time around biological wolves? Yes. 
That sounds dangerous also. What, what context um, are you? So I was a volunteer with a preserve, and I've, I've also visited many wolf preserves. Are you able to communicate with the wolves? Am I going to have a conversation with a wolf in the way that I'm communicating you and I? Obviously not. Am I going to read their body language, respond appropriately to their behaviors and their nonverbal cues? Yes. Would you, be, would you be able to give us an example of this wolf communication? Um, no. I'm not comfortable doing so. Okay. Now I'm talking about delusion. That's what I'm talking about. And so this guy says... Uh, I am. Uh, I watched this, uh, you know, movie about wolves, and I realized I'm a wolf. Well, I wonder if he watched a movie of dolphins. Would he think he's a dolphin? Did, would he think he can get in the ocean and swim around with the dolphins and think no? It, it is, it's, just, it's just nutty. It's delusional. This is what's happening. He truly he believes a lie, and I feel sorry for him. You know, and I, I don't want bad things for him. I, but this is an example of the level of delusion that we're seeing today. Now, I'm going to show you another clip here. This is very disturbing. This is of an 11-year-old boy who is a drag queen. And he is, this is an appearance he made on Good Morning America, nationally televised program. And I want you to watch this. And, and I'm sorry if this is disturbing to you, but in some ways I want you to be disturbed because we have to get in touch with what's happening in the world today and do something about it. And I'm going to tell you in just a minute what we can do about it. But I want you to watch this, and I want you to look at the faces now of the adults, uh, both the, the co-hosts and also the adults in the audience. Watch their faces. This is a clip now from Good Morning America. And if you haven't heard the name Desmond Napolis, get ready for this trailblazing 11-year-old drag kid who RuPaul is calling the future. His bravery is inspiring so many. We're going to talk to him in just a moment, but first, let's take a look at his amazing story. I am Desmond, I'm 11 years old, and I like pizza, trains, and drinking root beers and that's caffeine-free. I also do drag, and I love to put on makeup, dresses, and wigs, and of course, jewelry if necessary. My full drag name is Desmond's Amazing. I feel very happy to have a mom that accepts me. It really touches me deeply that there are other children out there that he's reaching and they're listening to him and he's influencing them to be themselves. I'm very proud of him. I'm proud that he's found his path so early. My greatest joy in this is just seeing Desmond happy. I love doing drag because it makes me feel amazing and self-expressive. It just feels amazing to know that people love what I do. My one big message would be three words, be yourself always. Free. I can get on board with that. My mom doesn't like me drinking caffeine. Does it make you hyper? 
Yeah, me too. They don't like when I drink caffeine either. <laughs> but Jasmine, you're one of the youngest and first drag queen slash kids. Mm. And I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that you've gotten messages from young adults who look up to you for being who you are. What are some of the notes you've gotten? Some of the notes I've gotten are like that you inspire me very much and I wish I could have had the support that you have um, when I was a child. Yeah. And your parents, we saw your parents in the piece that we did, and your parents are so supportive of you, but they, they've also, they've encouraged you to stay and be who you are. So how has that inspired you to be open about dressing and drag? They support me by letting me do what I want to do and um, letting me um, dress up and let me play with um, makeup and trains. And um, yeah, I really like trains. When I'm at a drag, most of the time I'm playing with trains. <laughs> There and not everyone's accepting of things and some people have criticized you. What do you say to them? Um, it's fine. Um. <laughs> well, we're all excited to have Desmond here, so thank you, Desmond. But we also have some people that wanted to come see you personally. So please welcome Head of Lettuce. <laughs> So, so for for you three, when you when you see Desmond, what what comes to mind? What do you think about? Inspirational, yeah. brave, courageous. I wish because I started uh, doing drag at 15 years old, and obviously not 11. But I wish even at that age that I could have had the courage that you have to do what you do, and literally yeah. take the art Woo! and put it in mainstream America. Wow. It's beautiful. You're it's amazing. Future. Yeah. You're the future of drag, so you have a lot to live up to. <laughs> and I think it's also awesome that you are blessed with parents that yeah. love and support you unconditionally. Well, I understand that you guys didn't come empty-handed. There are some no. special gifts you have for Desmond. Yeah. Do you guys want to tell 
I see. I, I drew Desmond a little green-haired lady. It, it's, <laughs> it's for you. It's to bring you good luck and prosperity in your future. And, you know? and to eat iceberg lettuce. And to eat iceberg lettuce. Good roughage, okay? There you go. <laughs> With tomatoes and cucumbers. Absolutely. <laughs> and I brought you a gift basket of some Look of my favorite. Actually, you know what? Let me actually hand it to you because I think you need to have it in your yes, hand. Look at those it is some of my favorite makeup essentials that I use always. And you know, you can never have enough black eyeliners. So my favorite black eyeliners in there. And I have a makeup tutorial DVD. So uh, you can watch it and pick up a couple of tips and techniques. Oh. Yeah. on board with well, that. Well, Desmond, you know I'm a teacher over there beyond Belief Dance Company, and um, we would love for you to come take some dance classes. Oh, so, nice. I wanted to bring you a quintessential I got a BBDC unicorn. <laughs> it's got my favorite uh, rhinestone. You cannot be a queen without some diamond nails. <laughs> and some socks. It's got some pins, it's got a little notepad. No, I want you to journal everything that you do because you truly are very brave and courageous. Oh, and let me give you this. being here. Thank Desmond, you. your parents. Yes. Um, thank you for reminding us all to be who we are on the inside. Now, that is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my entire life. The, I'm sure that this boy's parents totally support it. Obviously, all the people there in the audience, they were celebrating it and supporting it. And this this little boy, he is a little boy. This, this little boy, I mean, what a tragedy that anyone would let him do this. And these, you know, Jesus said, if, any, if, if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone was tied around his neck and he was thrown in the sea. And Jesus is talking about adults who do things that cause kids to stumble. And I'm saying there may not be any fear of God in our society today, but listen, Jesus said it would be better for you if you died a horrible death with a millstone around your neck drowning in the ocean than when I get my hands on you. And so for these people who have no fear of God and they're, they're causing these little ones to stumble, there's gonna be a judgment for that. We must as adults be good examples to children and protect our children. And one of the things that we're having to protect our children from today is the indoctrination coming from the federal government, from our public schools, coming through the media, all of those different ways to protect our children from the delusion. It's absolute delusion. And this is, this, again, this is pointing us to the fact that Satan, Satan is using all unrighteous deception. He's throwing the kitchen sink at everyone to deceive them. And what it means is Jesus is at the door. That's the exciting part of it. The troubling part of it is we're living in this world of Noah and Lot, the exact same world that Noah and Lot lived in. And that's what Jesus said in Luke 17, Matthew 24. His coming is going to be like the days of Noah, like the days of Lot. So how do we deal with the delusion around us? And the first is commit to God's word is the authoritative source of truth in your life. In 2 Corinthians 10 there, or 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2 that I was reading earlier, is Paul said, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. Now the word love there is the word agape. And there are five different words for love in the Greek language. The word agape is the only word that doesn't require emotion. This is not talking about an emotional love. 
is talking about a committed love. John 3, 16, God so loved the world, agape. God so agape the, love, the world that he gave his only begotten son. This is a sacrificial, committed type of a love. And you have to establish to live in the world that we're living in now and to remain true to Jesus and true to your faith. You have to get to the point of saying, what is truth in my life? Is truth what the media is saying? Is truth what the schools are saying? Is truth what social media is saying? Truth, Jesus in John 17 said this, Father, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. The absolute standard of truth is God's word. And let me say what this means. I don't care what people say about me. I care about what God says about me. I don't care about pleasing people. I care about pleasing God. And I'm going to stand by his word, even if it means losing every friend I have. And some people are. Some people are being persecuted and killed around the world because of their faith in Christ. That's what uh, loving the truth means. It means I'm absolutely committed to the word of God as the standard of truth. And when people disagree with the word of God, I'm staying with the word of God. I don't care what those people do to me. Number two, the way that we respond to what's going on is to stay committed to Christian fellowship. And I'm talking about church and having strong believers as our friends. This is Hebrews chapter 10. This is an end time prophecy. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. I'm talking about our children and the influences in our children's lives. Your children need church more than ever before in the history of the world. Your children need church. This is such a deceived world and they're after your children. And children, by the way, they don't have the junior demons after them. The devil and demons of hell are after our children and they need church. And what, uh, what the writer of Hebrews is saying there is don't, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together as some people do, but come together, encourage one another, stir each other up and so much more as you see the end times approaching, before you see the return of Jesus approaching. As the Jesus return draws near, you're going to need it more than ever before. And I'm telling you, there's been so many times, you know, I didn't want to go to church, but, you know, we got up, Karen and I went to church, and I, after church, I was so encouraged, so blessed, so glad that I went. Don't let it be an issue of convenience. And there are some things that you can get online, but to get true Christian fellowship, you need to be with other believers together. And so the worship, the word, the fellowship, those types of things, even if it's a small group, we need to be with believers on a regular basis because we encourage each other. You know, we stand with each other because, you know, we're, we're all going through the same thing. Another, another way that we can deal with the world that we're living in today is ask the Holy Spirit every day to give you power and boldness. So Acts 1.8, Jesus said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And John Lindell was talking about this last week on the show, is we need to pray that God will fill us with his power. And we need to pray. These are times we need to be praying for our children, for our spouse, for our neighbors and our friends, and pray for people who are evil and ungodly. You know, the Apostle Paul persecuted Christians for a living, you know, before the Lord converted him. And so sometimes when you see a, an evil person, you know, we can forget to pray about him. Like this, I, I want us to all agree that we're going to pray for that uh, that man who believes he's a wolf and for that uh, little 11-year-old boy. And, and for the, also the girl that we saw at the very beginning with Ben Shapiro. Let's pray for those people. Let's let's don't just judge them. Let's, let's pray for them 
and pray that God will send a revival and awakening in America and around the world. Many of you are watching this in different countries around the world, and some of your countries are very ungodly, like America. And so let's be people of prayer and believe you know, in the power of God to change things because no one is more powerful than God. All that Satan is doing, Satan is on a short leash and God has the control of the leash. And so we need to be people of prayer. And one other thing that is support ministries who are standing for truth and we're standing for truth here. Now, some of you are subscribers, you know, you give $7 a month or $77 a year, but I have people asking me all the time and people comment on, on, the, on the YouTube and they want to know how to support this ministry. You can go on give dot endtimes.com. If you're a subscriber, but you would like to give a special gift, we can use it. We can use it here. We want to keep building this and, and growing the ministry and getting this word out. But we're standing for truth. I pull no punches on this program. And so we're standing for truth. You can give at give.endtimes.com. If you're watching on YouTube and you want to give, go on there, give.endtimes.com. Give your most generous gift and we will use it to spread the gospel and to keep preaching the truth. Now, I hope that this has been a blessing to you today. We're going to go to the subscriber portion of the program where I'm answering questions from our subscribers. And so if you're not a subscriber, go to endtimes.com. And for $7 a month, $77 a year, you, you can become a subscriber. We would love to have you as a subscriber on endtimes.com. If you are a subscriber, stay tuned. Now, you cannot see the full version of the Tipping Point Show on YouTube. You have to go to endtimes.com or respond to the emails that we send you as subscribers. Stay tuned.